the last two episodes, I talked about running good sales meetings and also how to motivate yourself. There's one thing we haven't talked about yet, and that's how to fire somebody. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. What's up, podcasts? It is a beautiful, cold morning. And today, while I was thinking about what to talk about, I thought, man, I still haven't talked about how to fire someone. Like, that's not a very fun topic to talk about. It's not the last topic I want to talk about, but it is a reality of our businesses. And especially in like a sales or performance team, firings happen and they suck. No one likes the reality of that, but it it is part of what we have to deal with. So handling those gracefully, handling those with class, and for an optimal out, outcome for both parties is very important. And it's it's a very a skill that you need to develop. And it's not a fun skill to develop because you have to develop it by practice. And that means practicing firing people. Um, not practicing firing people because it's just practice, but it just means you have to do it. So I wanted to talk about techniques to gracefully fire someone to, to help make that transition easier than it has the easier than it would otherwise have been if you just straight fired someone right because there is a good and a bad way to fire someone and I've seen horrible ways um, that build resentment and when someone leaves the company they leave you know horrible reviews just be, just because they might have had a great experience but just because the, the exit interview was horrible that person had a bad taste in their mouth like there's so many things you could do just to leave on good terms because you never know like when that relationship could form again and in what manner. So it is important to to treat others as you would be treated and with respect and care and, and love and empathy. And that's going to be a big theme here. And a disclaimer, before I get too far into this, I always recommend and always, you always have to follow any guidelines, human resource guidelines on how to fire or hire people like that. The, what I'm telling you today is not to ignore any laws or regulations on how to let somebody go. Like those are of prime importance. Um, today, more I'm talking about like the manner in which you fire people. I'm not gonna dive into like the HR specific stuff of how, when, and what to do to fire people. Okay, so that's that's up to you guys to to know and follow so that you're all you're in compliance with federal and local law. But let's let's dive in now. Before like, well, there, there's three types of fires. All right, generally speaking. The first one is the one that you never had to lose sleep over. It's when someone does something illegal or really, really stupid, like pull a knife on another employee, like steal from the company, like commit fraud. <laughs> Those are some pretty easy fires and uh, they're not hard to do um, because again, they force your hand. It's not it's like if someone like threatens someone with violence or commits violence in the workplace, it's not like you can, it's, it's pretty hard to get past that one. Um, so I'm not going to talk about that one so much because that one's pretty quiet, cut and dry. The, the other two are, are where we struggle. And the one suggestion I've learned is acting fast at, at the like first sign of problem helps avoid any problems at all. But some people just don't do that. So, um, But 
here, so the the first the the, the other two high, fires, not hires, the other two fires are low performers, right? Low performers that aren't doing their job correctly, and this is specifically for sales. So low performers that aren't hitting numbers, and the other hard one is are are high, is high performers that are drama queens, that are little princesses, and are dragging the company down despite their high numbers, right? And how you handle those. There's some patterns, but the approach is different for each one, all right? So let's dive into the low performers. Now, newsflash here. <laughs> low performers, no, they're low performers. <laughs> it's not like, I, I sometimes I get, I have these meetings and or with managers and managers would be like, I don't want to fire that person or I don't want to let them know they're low performers. Like, dude, they already know they're a low performer. There's like numbers of their numbers, you know, like there's very, I've only had one case where someone was a low performer and like really fought that they weren't a low performer. Like it was just a bunch of excuses. Now, the key to making a graceful fire is making sure you have a graceful hiring process. That'll do more to help your culture, to help these like exit interviews, like than anything is setting proper expectations. That Like I 99% of companies out there do not do this. They do not do this. They just hire, talk about the job, and then you don't talk about the culture. And there's one company in particular that has really changed this for the business landscape. And this company, the CEO, won Time Magazine or business, I don't know what magazine, some some authoritative award, entrepreneur or CEO of the decade. The man that started this new trend won the CEO of the decade. All right, his name's Reed Hastings. If you don't know who Reed Hastings is, he's the CEO of Netflix. And when Netflix hires anybody, the new hires go through a two-hour culture deck, culture training. You can go online and you can download this training. All right, they're not, they haven't hit it. You can go on, they have, Netflix has it on their LinkedIn page. You can go online, they're, it's on their actual like website page. It's their culture deck. And what their culture deck is and what their culture training is, is when they have a new hire, they say, this is what our company stands for. And this is important. And this is what our company doesn't stand for. And then they, they specifically say a company's culture isn't defined by the words they put on a page or in a logo or in a motto. It's by who they promote and who they fire. And so we're going to make sure we stick to that we 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 walk we walk the walk we talk the we talk we walk the talk we talk and we're going to commit to that and they've obviously blossomed and grown and a lot of people think oh netflix is great cuz it had an amazing idea ideas are cheap anybody could have stolen that idea it's because their culture is so solid and they set very very clear expectations up front so when someone comes in the netflix and netflix has a unlimited vacation policy you don't have vacation problems. I'm sure they have a few, but they don't have, like they have an unlimited vacation policy, but they don't have people taking vacation problems. Why is that? One, they hire A-listers. They, they hire top talent. Two, they fire fast. If someone isn't, isn't performing. And three, they set expectations clearly. They say, hey, this is, un and you can go read the culture deck. Hey, this is an unlimited vacation policy because we trust you. That's really powerful. We trust you. But we also know that you're here to, on a mission to accomplish a job. So you take what you need to take, but also understand that 
we're hiring you because you're passionate about what you're going to do. And that passion should drive you stronger than a vacation policy will limit you from taking a time off. Amazing stuff. So if it, for anybody I've hired, I oh, the, the new hire meeting, I always have it. I call it an HR or a culture time. And that's where I go over expectations, right? And especially if I'm part of a hard driving, high performing team, the first, like one of the first things I go over is like, I say, this is going to be hard. This is going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done. And so, because this is going to, this will be the conversation. At some point in time, you will say, Cody, this is really hard. This isn't what I signed up for. And I will point back to this conversation and say, remember when we were, when you're first hired and I told you this was one of the hardest things you ever have done. And I'm going to be very blunt with you and I'm going to coach you and I'm going to be honest with you, even if that hurts your feelings. Remember that conversation? They're like, yeah, I do. I'm like, okay. And then we're good. We're good because we had that conversation up front. So one of the conversations I have up front with every new hire is here are our company standards. And I have a piece of paper I hand out and there's principles on it. And I say, these are the principles and I define them. I don't say, I don't say we work hard. I'll say we work hard. I define working hard as 60 plus hours a week or 50 plus hours a week, you know, and then, or, and then, or, or, or quota, right? If it's not like, if you can't require someone to work that many hours, I say, this is what we define working hard as it's hitting this number of sales. All right. This is what I define communication as. This is what I define whatever as, right? Being humble. Um, and so if there's ever an issue, it's because one of these things isn't being followed. And what I'm going to do is we're going to have a very honest conversation about why you're not doing something we committed to from the beginning and how that's hurting your performance and the team's performance. If I have that conversation up front, when I have that conversation three months down the road, of like, hey, you're not hitting standards. They saw it coming. It wasn't like a surprise. But most people just, this is what most people do. They hire someone. They teach them how to do the job. They teach them like how to get sales or how to whatever. And then if they don't do it, they're like, hey, you didn't do it. So you're gone, right? But if you just have that conversation, like an extra 10 minutes of this is how I define what I'm expecting of you. And this is what's going to happen. If you don't hit those expectations in a nice loving way, there's no surprises and people are totally chill. So have a culture deck, check out Netflix's culture deck, look at it, do something similar like that for your company. And it will, no matter what the position and it'll drastically change the outcome of people. Like if you set good expectations from the beginning, then when they come in and, and things are hard and rough because you're in a company and, and things fall through the crack, customers are frustrated. You're like, Hey, I already talked about that. I told you 20% of customers are going to have frustrated experience and they're going to get mad at you and you're going to come back and you're going to be like, man, this is hard. Like, yeah, I told you it was hard, but we're here because we're trying to make it better. And that's why I hired you is because you're a problem solver. You can help me fix this problem. And then the, you're, anyway, so when you're actually, so let's say you do all that and you're at the, the meeting where they're like, Hey dude, you're not performing. Okay. So how do you have that conversation? How do you go into it? What's the conversation you have? Very simply, I, I don't hide, hide it from someone. I just tell them, Hey, we need to have a meeting about your performance. Your sales numbers are really low and we need to figure out 
moving forward and they like they know it's coming like they've been probably didn't know and it's coming for weeks they're just waiting for it because they're they they want their job they don't want to lose it they feel bad and they feel ashamed and so they're just waiting for you to say something and then when you say something they're like not surprised so they come to the meeting and they're again try to think from their perspective they're really worried they're gonna lose their job they're gonna feel ashamed of their friends and family they're gonna get fired this is probably the, the second or third time it's happened you know all these conversations are going through their head and when you get there like if you come really hard, like this is the numbers, you know, you got you got to leave. Like they're not gonna have a good taste in their mouth. But if you just bring it out in the open, you say, "Hey, I think you know why you're here." They're like, "Yeah, my numbers suck. You're gonna fire me, aren't you?" And then you say, "No, I'm actually not gonna fire you. I wanted to have a conversation with you." They'll be kind of like, they'll be, they'll stay, take a step back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa how, what do you mean? And then the 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 key skill I want to emphasize here, the key skill is help them solve their own problem help them solve their own problem, all right? So usually with a low performer, they know they're performing low, they know why, it's probably because they're not working hard enough or they're not applying things. Sometimes, sometimes they don't know why. Um, but usually I'll say something to the effect of, you know, sales is a numbers game or, or whatever. Maybe it's not sales you're in, but this is they're, they're, we're measured on performance and you're not performing. And if you're not performing, that means you're not making income. So how is it going financially? And this, again, this is a sales conversation. If you're doing ops, you're paying someone a salary. It's a totally different conversation. But with sales, especially commission only, you can have that conversation. It's like, dude, you need to make money. If you're not making money, you're not going to feed yourself. So you're not making money because you're not making sales. What do you think the next step moving forward is? And, they're, and, and nine times out of 10, they'll be like, yeah, it's probably not working out for me. Every once in a while, you get someone that's really stubborn. Um, but that conversation doesn't happen very often. So the, what really, really simple, they'll, they'll, they'll bring up the solution themselves. And then the most important to follow up after that is like, I know it's not working out for you. What can I do to help you find a position that will work for you? And that'll take them by total surprise. Every time I do this, their eyes like go like just huge. Like what? You're going to help me find a job. You're not just going to fire me. You're going to help me find a job. I'm like, yeah, dude. And so usually I'll come to the meeting with several maybe internal positions that I think they would do really well at or external positions where I can put them in contact with people where there are like certain strengths. Again, this requires you to know your people and requires you to know their strengths and weaknesses. But if you, so in summary, if you come and say, Hey, you're not making money, it's a commission sales job. You need to make money to, to eat. What do you think you should do? They'll be like, I need to find out a job that's paying me money. Like, yeah, here's the other job they'll be so, so grateful. And sometimes they'll take you up on it. And I've had multiple hires where I've done this for them, give them another job within the company and they have thrived. And they, they just built so much goodwill. It's so such a good, good thing to do. Or they've contacted those other companies and they at least have a safety net. If you handle a fire that way, you're, you'll never get a bad review and you'll make a friend is what you'll do. And people will be very, very grateful for you. Instead of just firing someone, like come at it with empathy. Come at it with come at it with a problem to be solved and work it together. Don't don't just attack the person. It's gonna be so it's gonna be such a better experience. Now, this is going a little long, but I'm 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 enjoying this. I think there's some good content here. But how do you fire high performers? It's very similar, similar situation. Again, make sure you set expectations up front. And I always tell people like, if you're a prin- if you're a high performer and you're a princess, we're going to have a conversation because that's not tolerated. That drama is not tolerated. And so when you have that conversation later on, it's a lot easier. It's like, hey, remember I had that conversation when you're first hired and you're being a princess? 
Yeah. Uh, so we need to talk. <laughs> and usually they know. Usually, and usually it comes in the form of everybody else doesn't understand me. This is frustrating. Like they have some complaint about something, some excuse. Just like the the inefficient rep, the low performing rep. It's just different excuses. Or everybody doesn't get me or whatever, right? It'll be something like that. And just really calmly say, hey, this is the situation. How do you propose we solve it? Turn the problem solving on the individual. And again, nine times out of 10, they'll, they'll self-reflect and they'll think, yeah, I probably could tone this back or do this better, right? If you, if you ask them to help you solve the problem instead of you just directing it, they'll come up with a really good solution. And then it's coming from them instead of you and someone's way more bought into their own solution, their own problem solution than just being told what to do, okay? And then sec- secondarily, like sometimes, like so what? So if they if they come up with a solution themselves and they follow it, great. But what if they're those really stubborn ones that are just like, I don't hate this, da, 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 da. you know, again, turn the solution, turn turn to them for the solution. Well, what do you propose we do? Well, I just don't want to work with those people or I, this is frustrated or I'm sick of this. Right? Like, and then if after a couple times they won't come up with a solution and then they're not moving forward, say, well, we really appreciate you as part of this company. We obviously appreciate your production. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm the top performer. You couldn't live without me. And they're like, actually we could, I'm going to fire you right now, probably just for that. But, um, say, well, we appreciate it. Is, is staying here something you would you would like to do? And they'll be like, yeah, they might say no and they might just leave. And then they left on their own, you know, like then you didn't have the fire and they just left. Um, and then, or if they say yes, like, okay, let's carve out a position where you can still produce, but you're not like having this influence on others, right? The, the key to this, the key to having a good firing, I'm going to wrap this up because I know it's getting long, is one, well, first setting good expectations from the get-go. You do that. Just set good expectations for the get go. Number two, help the person you're working with come up with the solution. Like, don't just come in there one way. Like, work out a solution together. All right. Number three, being just giving them options, like helping them solve their problem. Right. So, coming with alternate alternative solutions to help them be successful. All right. And number four, this is the most important. I about said this one. Number three. That's why I hesitated. But number four, it's just come in with love and empathy. Like don't come with anger. Don't come with like frustration because a lot of times you are frustrated when you have to come to these meetings and you don't want to fire somebody and you're you're in a bad emotional state as well. But if you just come with love and empathy and come there to help that individual in their life and just finding happiness, just helping that person be happy, then you'll find a way better solution for everybody. And it might not be at that company. It might be somewhere else. But they know and you know that their happiness is what's most important and that's going to help them form a, a stronger good point of view point of view for your company and you then then just going in their guns blazing okay so practice that work on it let if, if this is value share this with your management team um, share this with your leaders other people that you know that could benefit from learning some a different perspective on how to fire people so Have a great day and well, it's the weekend now, so enjoy it and we'll chat with you later.